If you notice, I had to shift my camera because the sun was burning my my retinas. <laughs> um, group E for eyes is Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. What are we looking at here? Okay, so as a casual soccer fan, have you heard the term group of death before? I have. Okay. So every World Cup, every time they draw the teams out and put them in groups, the immediate topic of conversation is who is the group of death? I don't think there is one this year, which is the only time in my life I can remember that happening. But if there if there is a group of death, it's definitely this one. So I would define a group of death as there are three extremely good teams in it. One of them is getting knocked out. So you know, obviously only two teams advance. There's a third team that in any other World Cup they would be advancing. They're not going to get to. That's not really the case with this group. Uh, Germany and Spain are definitely the best teams. I think those are the ones that are going to advance. But the fact that you have two teams that good in the same group, I think has to make this one the group of death this year. Like the the Western Conference back in the day in the NBA, where someone yeah. wasn't going to, they were going to win 48 games and not make the playoffs. Is that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Spain first. So Spain is kind of my dark horses pick to win the World Cup. I'm going to have a little bit of money on them at that uh, eight and a half to one odds to win the World Cup. They're the fifth favorite. And so the story with them, historically, as you can guess, Spain is one of the best countries in the history of soccer. Uh, they won the 2010 World Cup and they won the Euros on either side of that. So that World Cup team from that era is probably the best World Cup team of all time. They played a very distinctive style of soccer. It's called tiki-taka, which just means pass, 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 basically. They just possessed the ball. It was like the four corners North Carolina back in the day before they had a shot clock. They'd score one, even against the bad teams, they'd only score one goal, but that's all they needed because they just kept the ball from you the whole time. Every single player on the field just an elite dribbler and passer. You just could not get the ball off of them. So it's kind of a somewhat boring style of play, but it was a beautiful style of play. I was going to say this sounds awful, but. Yeah. <laughs> so basically we have had a changing of the guard. Just about every single one of those players from that era is gone. That style of play is gone. They have a new coach, uh, Louis Enrique, who. Barcelona, who I mentioned earlier, the, the great Spanish team, they played that style of play, too, to mirror the national team. He coached Barcelona. He said, we're done with this shit. We're attacking. I don't care if you lose possession. We're trying to score. He now coaches the national team. He's got them playing the same way. They play up and down. They play extremely fast. They're risky. They're brave. And I love it. The last Euros, they got beat on penalties in the semifinals, but they were the best to me, just my eyes told me this is the best team at the Euros. I went into that. I looked at the roster before the Euros started, and I like didn't even recognize hardly anybody. And uh, I so I didn't expect too much out of them. And then they just opened my eyes wide open. They just jammed it down team's throat. They looked like they were going to score every second of every game they played in. So I'm extremely impressed with this team. Um, 
the players I'm going to tell you, I've got a, a few players to tell you to look out for here. Um, their best player is probably Pedri. He's an attacking midfielder, wing type player for Barcelona. He's 19 years old, and he's still going to be one of the best players at this World Cup. Uh, Torres, a 22-year-old winger, he plays for uh, Man City, the best club team in the world right now. Um, another young, exciting, attacking player. It's fun to watch. And just to be able, just to inject a slight bit of boringness in here, I'm going to say their other best player is uh, Aramic Laporte. He is a center back. So I'm saying that to say they're not all attack. They do have skilled players at the back too. They can defend. So again, this is my sleeper kind of pick to win the whole thing. I'm very been very very impressed with this team. So what's the because you mentioned. Uh... This kid being good, even though he's 19, you've mentioned someone my age being near death. Uh, what's what's like the ideal age for a, a soccer player, like to be in their prime? So that's a really good question because it's different than a lot of sports, I guess, because with soccer, there's so much running, so much yeah. pressure on your knees, I guess. By the time you're like 32, you're about done, honestly. Um, I can so confirm. All these yeah <laughs> so, so all these players i've talked about I, yeah I've, I've said this guy's 34 he's at the end of his career i mean baseball he's just getting started but yeah uh except for goalkeeper you see goalkeepers playing to their because they don't have to move you know they'll they'll play into their late 30s but yeah i would say your prime 25 okay. is probably when you're kind of at the peak of your powers because you're still young enough that you're physically able to do it but you know after about 28 29 you're getting old honestly in soccer so so yeah these these kids for spain i mean they're they're even below that you know most of these guys so but they're that makes them fun to watch you know they like i said they're going to be one of the funnest teams to watch here and i think they've got a chance to win it all probably the next world cup too yeah uh, yeah the next yeah two or three yeah yeah so next, um, gonna look at Germany. So I was, as I was doing research, I was just fascinated by this. Um, everything I just told you about Spain, the changing of the guard, young players on the rise, the exact same story applies to Germany. So they won the 2014 World Cup, which was the World Cup after Spain won theirs. All of those legendary German players for that era, most of them anyway, are gone. It's all young players on this German team. Their best player is a 19-year-old attacking midfielder also, uh, Jamal uh, Musiala. He plays for Bayern. Uh, everything I said about Pedri kind of applies to him, attacking midfielder, winger top, going to be all over the place, high energy, scores a lot. Um, and he plays for Bayern, who is the best team in Germany. Pedri plays for Barca, who's one of the best teams in Spain that usually most of their players play for the national team. Byron's the version of that in Germany. So it's it's just extremely similar teams. It's it's odd how that happens. So Germany, to differentiate them a little bit from Spain, they have not been looking as good just to the eye test lately. Um, the 2018 World Cup, they looked horrible. The Euros, they got beat 2-0 by England very early. Um However, you know, they're going to have a lot of young attacking players like Spain, so they're going to be dangerous at this one as well. Um, and in addition to Musiala, I'd tell you to look out for Joshua Kimmich. Um, he's a defensive midfielder type, great, great passer. 
And Manuel Neuer, goalkeeper, one of the best keepers at this tournament. He's like he's got 42 probably now. He's old. He was on that uh, World Cup winning team from uh, Germany that I mentioned earlier. He's just a legend. One of the he's like the Messi of goalkeepers. He's probably the best all time goalkeeper. So definitely keep an eye on him. I would have lost a lot of money on like I never would have guessed Jamal would be leading Germany. Yeah, he's uh he's actually English. Uh, he grew up in England. He played for England's youth team. So I guess I don't know he had a German parent or something that allowed him to qualify for Germany. And then at the last minute, he switched and he's playing for Germany now. So he wasn't goofy looking enough. <laughs> so they're like, you got to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the idea that you like five years ago, even that would have been unheard of to think that a player would say, man, there's too many good players here in England. I got to go to Germany. It used to be the exact opposite, you know? So, but he's turned out to be good enough to play anywhere. He's, I mean, he's a legit superstar. So next let's talk about Japan. So the rap on them historically is they're extremely skilled, very good dribblers, very good passers play very good tactically but they're just not physical enough. They all, they always look every world cup. They look good. They look like they know what they're doing. They're impressive for a time, but then they run into a team that's just too big and strong and they just get bullied off the field. Um, that is very likely what's going to happen again, this world cup. Um, they've got a solid roster. It's not a, a lot of guys you've heard of necessarily, but they got a lot of players playing in Germany, which is probably the second, third best league in the world. So they've got solid battle-tested players. Um, and their best player, Daichi Kamada, is actually the leading scorer in Germany. So they've got a guy that can put it in the back of the net. Um, and I mentioned how bad the U.S. looked lately. This is the team that beat us 2-0 in the second-to-last friendly before the World Cup. So they uh, – we obviously weren't physical enough to push them off the field. They carved our asses up and made us look stupid. So wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, Costa Rica. So they are in the same uh, qualifying division as the USA, uh, CONCACAF, one of the easiest ones in the world to qualify in, which is why it's even more embarrassing. <laughs> we missed the World Cup last time. They barely, barely qualified in this. So they historically, they've been a decent team. They're not that great this time, but they don't have any real superstar players except for one guy I'll mention in just a second. But they're probably not going to make it long in this World Cup, uh, probably not going to make it out of this group. But I will say, you're not going to have a fun time playing this team. You're probably going to come out of the game with a few injured players. They play tough, hard-as-nails defense. They're not scared to kick you and trip you and shit. So they're going to be hard to play against. Um, their best player is Kaylor Navas, goalkeeper. In my opinion, he's the second best goalkeeper in the world. And he's guarantee you he's going to make some legendary saves. One, because he's that good. And two, he's going to have a lot of shots coming at him because Costa Rica in front of him is not very good. So, so yeah, that's Costa Rica. So who do you have winning this group? I've got Spain winning this group, and I've got Germany in the number two spot. 
Sweet. All right. Moving on to group F. This is an interesting group. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Yeah. So <clears throat> Belgium is a very interesting story here. So Belgium is a country like about the size of South Carolina. I think like 5 million people. And yet this last generation, they have produced just ungodly amount of talent in soccer. Every position, if you look at the last World Cup, just loaded, just absolutely loaded. Like it's unbelievable that this many good players come out of such a small country. Yet they've never quite achieved like you think they would based on that talent. So uh, they're the ninth favorite to win this current World Cup, the 16 to 1 odds. I'm going to throw a little bit of money on them at that. It's 16 to 1 there. Probably throw $10 on it to try to win 160 because they've still got all of those players. They are still big names at every position. They're all old because um, we're at the tail and the end of that great generation of players, but they're still there. Um, the closest they come was in the uh, the last World Cup. They lost to – or they, they beat Brazil – two to one and then lost to France one nil in the semifinals. And like we said, France went on to win it. So there's no shame in that. They had a great world cup uh, that finished third, but that's, that's the closest they've come with all this just proliferation of talent. That's the closest they've made it. So they've been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, so let's look at some of their players to look out for um, their center back pairing used to be the best in the world. Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld. They played on the same club team together, played on the national team together, um, but now they're 34 and 35 years old. So they're not what they used to be. Um, but still, um, they're still loaded with talent. Like I said, uh, I just mentioned the second best goalkeeper in the world. The best goalkeeper in the world is right here. Thibaut Coutois plays for uh, Real Madrid, six foot seven. Damn. Cat-like reflexes, yeah, uh, definitely the best keeper in the world. Um, Romelu Lukaku, um, huge physical striker, fast, just can shove you out of his way and score. Um, Eden Hazard, winger, he's getting a little long in the tooth, but I don't think I've ever used that phrase before. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he He's still there, and the best player on this team, and if I had to pick a single player aside from Messi, I guess, to say you need to watch, Kevin De Bruyne. He's 31, so he's getting a little old too, but he hasn't shown an ounce of sign of slowing down. He is just so fun to watch. He is a center midfielder, and I almost want to make the Jason Kidd reference again because he's such a good passer. He, will, he, he finds just – open people that like there's no way anybody else could see he's unbelievable vision unbelievable passer unbelievable dribbler can shoot with both feet left foot right foot can score from far out uh, and that's why i didn't want to make the jason kidd reference because he can score too i mean he literally <laughs> does it all um <laughs> so yeah he's one of my favorite players i i hope they last a long time just because i want to see him play a lot so is it rare for a guy to be able to score with with both feet i'm guessing yeah, kind of. I mean, I mean, you think if you went out in the yard and kicked the ball right now, you're going to kick it with your right foot, you know, if you, you know, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a skill that like, if you have it, it is very, very beneficial. And 
not every player makes the effort to learn how to kick with the other foot, you know, and it makes a big difference, you know, <laughs> and it not only shooting, but it allows you to pass both directions a lot easier too. Um, so yeah, he is, he's definitely like a 10 out of 10 with both foot feet. It's ambifitrious. I, I think that's correct. <laughs> so <clears throat> next we're going to look at Croatia. So they made the final. We talked about Spain and Germany with the uncanny similarities a minute ago. We're going to do it again here. Croatia is a tiny nation that I think they've got even less people than Belgium. I think they've got like 3 million people. And yet golden generation come through and they made the World Cup final, the last World Cup, with just a ton of talent on the field. And obviously France was too good. They beat them, but just an amazing accomplishment for a country that size to make the World Cup final. Um, and like Belgium, that golden generation is getting pretty old itself. Um, but they're still playing good. So talk about the last Euros again. They lost to Spain in a 5-3 to three game. They were, uh, actually had money on this game, so I was watching it intently. Uh, Spain was up 3-1 to one in like the 90th minute. Croatia scored twice in like a minute to tie it up, and then they lost 5-3 to three in extra time. So they can still score. They can still play with the best teams. Um, their best player – now, this is a guy I would really say also keep an eye out for. Definitely watch this guy play. Another center midfielder, Luka Modric. Um, he's 37 years old, so he is really at the end of his career here. But he's still he's still doing it. He's still good. He uh, in 2018, which was the World Cup year, he was he won the Ballon d'Or, which is the best player in the world. So even over Messi and Ronaldo, he wins the best player in the world trophy. Um, I don't even know. Patrick Mahomes is going to be my reference here because the passes he makes not only good they're like flashy like jaw dropping sports center top play good like the no look shit patrick mahomes does like modric does shit like that too he's he's very fun to watch so he's he's probably not as good as de bruyne but he's like a little more flashy he's like that a little flashy so uh big fan google, of his google tells me that uh being able to use both feet well is ambipedal i know i didn't know i thought it'd just be ambi oh I thought it was going to be ambidextrous too, but I guess that's got just hands. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got to look at the huh. root origin of dextrous, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. <laughs> amphibious. That's what it is. Amphibious. Yep. That's, that is, am he's amphibious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to look at another CONCACAF rival of the United States, Canada. Playing in their first World Cup since 1986. I didn't, I'm surprised they even played in that one because they are not known for soccer. But they won the qualifying group with the US. They finished ahead of us and Mexico. As you can guess, they're not loaded with talent, but they're extremely, extremely well coached. Like they are very hard to score against. Every player is just in perfect position all the time, very difficult to play against. And they've got two truly elite superstar players, um, Jonathan David, who's a striker, and Alfonso Davies, who plays for Bayern, left back. Um, 
So left back is your one of your defenders. But for for Canada, it's kind of like a, a a high school football team. Like they're going to use their best player at quarterback, even if he's not. He'll go in and play something else in college. But he's too good not to touch the ball every time. That's what Canada does with Davies for his club team. Like I said, he's left back, but they they play him up top. He's just too important not to be near the goal for a smaller nation like Canada. So definitely would keep an eye on both of those guys. Um, yeah, Canada is is very good. And finally. Again, with the similarities here, uh, Morocco. So, Morocco qualified out of Africa. Um, historically, a pretty good, not great soccer nation. Um, and their best player is also a not a left back, but a right back. Same thing, who plays for PSG, one of the best clubs in the world. But here, he's too good to play that far back. They play him up near the net. Uh, very fast, attacking for, for Morocco, he'll be an attacking player. So, uh, uh, Hakimi is his name. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's who to look out for Morocco. Group F winner. I'm going to go Belgium to win the group. And not Croatia. I'm going Canada to finish second. No, I think Canada sure. is just – yeah, I think Canada is – like I said, I think they're very well coached and they got superstars at key positions. And I think Croatia is just a little old. So I'm going to pick Canada in a mild upset to advance here. That is uh wow. Steve Nash is smiling somewhere because he doesn't have a job right now. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> and I was thinking if I was from Belgium, I don't know if anybody's done this. Maybe you let me know. I think my nickname would be uh, Belgian chocolate. <laughs> that's good that's very so, good uh i'm not so i'll never get to use that but if i was that would be it <laughs> uh 